Welcome to the Faith Renewed Podcast. I'm Pastor Terry Rogers, and I want to thank you for listening to this message. If you want to learn more about Faith Renewed, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. If you're not able to make it here, we're excited that you're tuned in on our online stream. And so, again, good to have you this morning. But if this is your first time, we don't take it for granted. We don't take it lightly that you're here today. We truly believe that God sent you here today to be a part of what he's doing here at Faith Renewed Church. So can we just do this, Faith Renewed Church? Let our first-time guests know you, love them, and appreciate them. Come on, come on, make yourself at home. If you have not yet already, if you're new here, stop by Connections. I would love to meet you after service. Uh, just give you a gift, say hello, so please swing by there if you have not yet done so. But again, excited to have you this morning. Uh, if you brought your Bible, go ahead and grab those if you would, and go with me to Ezekiel chapter 48. Yeah, yeah. Come on, amen. Ezekiel chapter 48. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, this is going to be good stuff today. I'm excited about the Word today. I love the Bible. Uh, if you are new here, if you're wondering, like, what kind of church have I just stepped up into this morning? It's a Bible church. Amen? What you saw happen earlier, worship, God getting glory, and lives being transformed. That's all Bible stuff, man. That's what the Holy Spirit, that's what the presence of the Lord will do. Amen? And so... We love this book. We believe it's true. We believe it's God's holy word to us and uh, penned by the Holy Spirit through man. And uh, again, each word uh, is something that we can draw from, live by. And it's only by the grace of God, only by the help of the Holy Spirit. But we believe it's true. And so uh, if you're turning there and you maybe are not able to turn there, you didn't bring your Bible, um, you can use the YouVersion Bible app. Uh, we use that here. Uh, partner with those guys, and uh, just uh, by clicking on the app, then more, and then events, you'll actually be able to see that um, passages and the points that I'm going to be sharing. Uh, if you don't have either, just want to sit back, hey, you can check it out. So all the words will be on the screen for you as well. But it says this in Exodus 48. I'm going to read verses 30 through 35. Ezekiel. <laughs> Thank you, my brother. Ezekiel chapter 48. What did I say? Exodus. Yeah, I don't I don't even know what I just said, man. That's pretty bad. And uh, Exodus, we've been hanging out in his OT. And uh, so, again, we've been in Exodus uh, some of the time. But Ezekiel chapter 48, make sure you're in the right place. Amen. Come on, verses 30 through 35. Um, we're hearing the description here of a city. We'll just start there. But it says in verse 30, these are the exits of the city. On the north side, measuring 4,500 cubits. The gates of the city shall be named after the tribes of Israel. The three gates northward, one gate for Reuben, one gate for Judah, one gate for Levi. On the east side, 4,500 cubits, three gates, one gate for Joseph, one gate for Benjamin, and one gate for Dan. On the south side, measuring 4,500 cubits, three gates, one gate for Simeon, one gate for Issachar, and one gate for Zebulon. On the west side, 4,500 cubits with three gates, one for Gad, one gate for Asher, and one gate for Naphtali, which I may have said that right. I don't know. But uh, in verse 35 says this, all the way around shall be 18,000 cubits. And the name of the city from that day shall be 
the Lord is there. Interesting passage. We're going to talk about it, but I'd love if you'd join me in prayer first. Would you do that? Would you join me this morning? So, Father, we just love you. We're so blessed, so honored, so humbled that you show up in this place, God, the way that you do, God. And your presence is here. Your glory is here. God, may we forever recognize it, be humble because of that, hunger for more, thirst for more, God, cry out for more of your presence, God, because, Lord, it changes everything. And, God, we just give you the praise for who you are in Jesus' name. Would you say it? Amen. 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 High five about two people say we're in a series called Jehovah. Come on. High five about two people. Yeah, we're in a series called Jehovah. Air five, somebody. Come on if you have to. Come on. <clears throat> yeah, good stuff, man. We, we, we started a series about 10 weeks ago, I believe, and uh, we are, are journeying through uh, different names of God that we see in Scripture. Now, I want to make sure it's always clear, it's always evident when we say the name Jehovah, we are declaring and speaking about the one true living God. Amen. The God who is alive today, who's alive forevermore. And we're talking about the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. And so when we're declaring those names, that's what we're speaking today. He said he's the great I am. Amen. And so, again, we declare that today. I still, I love, there's, there's an old one that says there's uh, no God like Jehovah. Amen. And so we believe that today, and that's the God we're speaking of. And what we see in Scripture is this. We see those Jehovah names in Scripture will give description and a revealing of the nature and character of who God is. And when we say these names, again, we're not just reading a lesson. We're not just studying something in Scripture. We're getting revelation of who God is and who He can be in our life. Amen? And so, again, when we're seeing things like we learned last week in Jehovah Nissi, that He is the banner of victory. Amen? Come on. He is the banner of of victory. And so when we raise high that banner, when we serve underneath that name, man, when we stand underneath him, we are victorious in Christ. And so again, these Jehovah names are powerful. And so today we're learning a new one. We're seeing a different name today. Today's name is Jehovah Shammah, and it means that the Lord is there. Man, that's so cool. Jehovah Shema, the Lord is there. Now, we see here in our text, as we look at this, we're seeing that the prophet Ezekiel was given a vision and he was shown a city. Now, he was shown a city because what had happened was that they had now, the children of Israel, because of, again, their situation, because of their decisions, um, they had found themselves now in like 25 years of Babylonian captivity. The city laid in ruins and it wasn't that way because of God. Come on. It was in that situation because of their decisions. Amen. And, and it was. And, and a lot of times, again, if, if you look at your situation, look at your life, you're not in that situation because of God. We're, we're in those situations because of us. And, but what I love is this. This is the good news of the gospel that, that God doesn't leave us in that situation. Come on, amen. He doesn't leave us in that situation, but the Scripture says this. A people who had turned from him, who have found themselves in ruin, that that city would be rebuilt. Oh, man. And his presence would be there forever. I don't know about you. I need him. 
I need him now more than I've ever needed him before in my life. Amen. Tell, tell you never say he's there for you. Amen. Yeah, he's there for you. Amen. And so we see this here. And in the story, in Ezekiel, the prophet is doing this. The prophet is describing a city. Now, again, he gets the vision of the restoration of the land, and he is describing a city that's going to exist where the presence of God is going to dwell there forever. Now, Again, if, if you don't know, if you look at later on in Scripture in the New Testament, we see a vision that was given to John, and John is given the vision of a new Jerusalem, a city that is going to come down. And, man, when you see that city come down, we're going to, it's going to represent heaven and the presence of God who is going to come to this earth and to forever dwell here forever, and we can be in the presence of the Lord because he's there. Now, I, this, is, this is interesting because as you look at this today, I, it, just, it almost took me the direction of where I just want to talk about heaven this morning. I want to talk about the new Jerusalem, the city that's going to come down, the presence of the Lord being there. And because, again, as I think about how beautiful it is and how great heaven will be, there are so many things that come to my mind. I mean, so many things like just the, the actual majesty of the place. Just to think about the crystal river, the streets of gold, the presence again of that you'll see again that will be there of the saints who have gone on before. I'm going to get to hang out with my father again. My father went to be with, with him, and, and I'm going to get to be with him and to hang out with him throughout all eternity because he knew Jesus. He placed his faith, his hope, and his life in Christ, and so I will get to hang out with my daddy. Heaven's going to be a cool place. But that's not the best part. Now, again, I could talk about heaven because there's so many wonderful things. Someone I have conversations. Will pets be there? Will animals be there? And I tell them dogs, yes, cats. <clears throat> There's a place. And uh, how to dark? No, I'm just kidding. I'm 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 kidding. There may be grace and mercy available for all. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I make some people mad. Don't get mad at me. I'm human. Okay. No, but but the, what's going to make heaven so glorious is that He's going to be there. Jehovah Shammah, that he is going to be there. And I, as I was thinking about today, and, and again, there, as we look at this passage, as we see a city who is going to be named after that presence, Jehovah Shammah, that he's there. I don't want to just talk about the city. I want to talk about the Savior who actually makes that city possible today. And it is the presence of God. It is the presence of him coming to us. And, and we actually see in Revelation the beauty of this in chapter 21, verse 3, it says, and I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. Oh, man, that he is going to come and tabernacle and be with us, and he is going to be, and it says, and he will dwell with them. Oh, man, I'm so thankful for that day that he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. Man, 
man, that's good news. But I, I want you to know today, you don't have to wait for heaven to experience his presence today. Amen. You don't have to wait for heaven to experience Shema, the Lord who wants to be there and be present in your life right now. Today, he wants to be there for you. Now, what's glorious is that we have today the Holy Spirit, the Bible says, who has come. And Jesus leaves so that he can send the Spirit who will come and be with all of us and be, we can be in his presence. And what's the beauty today of Jehovah, Jehovah Shammah is that the present today for us is his presence. It's him being with us. And it's that the very Lord himself is there. This morning, I just, again, I want us to grab that. I hope Jehovah today becomes more real to you than he has ever become in your life this morning. Is that you experience and see the fullness and the reality that he's with you. And, and there's some, there are many great takeaways. And I always challenge you guys like, man, listen to the Holy Spirit. What's he saying to you in these passages? And, and, and what is he putting in your heart? I hope you're writing them down and, and sharing them with others, placing them on Facebook. Put some good stuff out on social media. Amen. Come on, we need some good stuff out there on social. Praise the Lord. But, uh, but what is he saying to you? These are a few things he showed me. And, and the first one is this today, is that we can draw from Jehovah Shammah as this, is that we are never alone. Come on. Amen. We are never alone. That the Lord is there with us. That he is He's present. He's, he's available to you this morning. And I'm so thankful. I, I, I've, I've told you that again how I have a heart and I pray and seek out conversation with those who have a false doctrines and beliefs and false religions and cults. Used to run from them. Uh, now I just seek them out because I really want to share truth with them and love and, and not win an argument. I want to win a soul. Amen. The Bible says he who wins souls is wise. And so again, we need to pursue that and, and know what we believe, why we believe it, and share those things. But I actually have a heart who breaks that there are today, many today of people who are praying to a God who cannot hear them. They are praying today and getting down on their knees more than us a lot of times. Amen. And, 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 and spending time going after a God who cannot save them. They're going after a God who can't heal their bodies and change their situation and, and turn things around for them. But we have a Jehovah Shema, a Lord who is present, who is there, and who when we talk to him, he hears. And not only does he hear, he answers us, and he speaks to us as well, and we can encounter that. Why? Because he is a Lord who is there. He's there. He is with us. He is always available. He is always there. And this is what I love about the beauty of a message like this today is that there are a lot of times you may feel alone. Like it's probable today in a, in a crowd this size that there are people maybe who are even seated on rows that are full of people that you feel alone today. And God wants you to know this this morning. You're never alone. There's not one time in your life when you have to encounter that and be that. And this is what we see, the glory of, the, of, of passages like this. In Deuteronomy chapter 31, in verse 8, we see now where Moses is about to appoint Joshua to lead Israel. And he's, he's telling them, man, you be strong, be encouraged. Like, man, God's getting ready to radically transform you. He's getting ready to do something great. And he gives him a promise, and he speaks this over him in verse 8. And he says, and the Lord... He is the one who goes before you. Like this present God, this God, he goes before you and he will be with you. 
Now, this is interesting because, like, you, in my natural mind, I want to say, like, which is it? Come on. It, you out there? You going with me? Yes. Amen. That's the answer. Yeah, he is going before you, and he is opening doors, preparing things for you. And then he does this. He actually goes with you. For those who want his presence, he goes and he goes with you. And he goes on to say that he will not leave you nor forsake you. Do not fear. Do not be dismayed. I love it when angel was breaking fear off this place, man. That, man, it has to go. Why? How does it leave? Why does it have to go? Because the presence of the Lord is there. Because he is there. Because he is present in that place. And it changes everything. And so sometimes I just think we need to do this. Just know that, man, listen, he's there. He is with us. And, man, I, I just I know sometimes maybe you feel alone, and this is the glory about that we see in a passage like this. Last week I was telling you, man, that you need each other. I was like, man, that's one of the things. You need some errands, some hers, some people. Grab your hands, hold them up, go and do life with you. You need people, so we create things like small groups. We help create opportunities for you to become a part of that thing. But here's the truth. Sometimes those people that you're walking with, they miss it. They just do. We're human. As a pastor, man, I really love you guys. and I, I, I really want to be there in every way that I can be. But you know what I can do? Something? I miss it. I do. And, and what happens this is, is maybe for people in your life that, that maybe you thought and they said things like this, man, you know something, I'm never going to leave you nor forsake you. And you turn around and they're gone. Now, we've been in church now since 07. It's, sort of, it's cool to see what God's done in this amount of time. But, you know, there are people like, man, who when we started the church, who were like, said, man, you know something, I'm going to be with you till the end. Come on, man, let's go. Let's go change the world. A little while in. The end must have come because they are nowhere to be found. <laughs> they're in. Come be with me to their end. Oh, that's a good one. All right, so uh, but, but why? why? I, I could do this. I could get frustrated, get hurt, get upset. Or I could say, you know something, no matter what, I'm never alone. Today, listen, people may come, they may go in your life, but listen, you, there's a God who is there for you as a Jehovah Shammah who will be with you till the end, and he is there for you. And listen, man, and when we miss it and when we fall, when we drop the ball, man, listen, forgive, keep moving forward, and watch what God can do in your life because Jesus even says some things. You've got to see it. He actually told his disciples, he stood up, and he says, man, I'm going to be with you to the end of the age. And then he floated up up to heaven. You ever felt like that? Come on. I'm going to be with you to the end. I want you to know this today. What was he saying? He wasn't lying. 
Matter of fact, he showed them again by sending the very present Holy Spirit who was with us that we cultivate relationship with, who will always be there for you. You are never alone. And, man, I love what he just does in our life, man. He, we say things like, God, come into my life. Fill me up. Just let your presence just be there for me. And when we do that, man, he's there. He is always there. If some of you, you just need to know that the situation you're walking through, you are not going through that by yourself. Amen. We, we're going to try to walk with you, but if we don't, he is. Amen. If we drop it, he won't. Amen. He is with you to the very end. He is always with you. He is a God who is always available for you. And so we serve Shammah today, the one who is there. And so, again, it's not just in the place of heaven when it comes. It is that the Holy Spirit came and that he's here and he's with us today. And he wants to be there for you this morning. Man, he's there for you. And I love this. This is what happens every time. Number two, when this honor and recognizes that when he comes, secondly, we see this when he comes, everything changes. Everything changes when he arrives. You can look back over time, and, and man, I, I, when you start seeing passages in Scripture of Jesus showing up, when he comes onto the scene, you see how things shift and change when he comes into the house. Like, man, when we see, take it all the way back from here when he came physically upon the earth. Like, we see that Jesus came and everything shifted. Like there had been silence. There had been this time and space where it felt like he was, God was so distant. And so God did this. He says, I'm going to leave heaven and I'm going to come to earth and I'm going to be present with you. We're going to be going into Christmas. It's going to be here before you know it. Amen. It, it comes about so quickly. And man, as we start recognizing it, start seeing it, start thinking about him showing up and what that means. So we see Jesus come onto the house and come into the scene, and it changes everything. He, he's going to do this. We just talked about that. He says, I'm going to be with you to the end of the age. We just said he ascended to heaven. But that also means this. He sent the Spirit, but he himself is going to come back down one day from heaven, and he's going to come back on that Mount of Olives, and victory is going to be forever present for all of those who have Place faith and hope in him. The false prophet, the antichrist, every false voice will be defeated with one word from glory, from Jesus, and it will silence the enemy. Oh, man, he comes into the room and he shifts and he changes everything. That's happening now. I love it. I get to get to do live with you guys, and we get to worship together. And it's amazing to me that when we gather in this place and when he walks in, Everything changes. Now, what was the truth? Was he there? Yes. He went before me, but he was with me. And when he comes in, everything shifts. I, I, I post it on social. I, uh, I try to use that stuff best I can, man. Uh, and, and I post it on social. It was after, man, just one of those moments. Like, again, we have so often because there's a lot of hungry people in this house. And so we see him show up when you're hungry. And so, man, I posted on my social media after one of the services one time. I said something. It was like it's words from a song. But I was like, man, everything changes when he walks into the room. I'll post it out loud, man. They may like it. They may not. Who cares? I, but he, it's true. Amen. He, it, it changes when he walks into the room. Now, I had a, a brother. He's a brother in Christ. He's a friend. Uh, and I'm like, man, it changes when he walks in the room. He commented. He, he, he posted on there. Uh, well, you do know he's everywhere. And uh, 
And, uh, and, and he even added this, because you've got to add this. <laughs> I know what you mean, though. He's a brother in Christ. We, we, we mess with each other sometimes. But I want to think about it a lot of times that we don't really recognize that there's a difference in him being present and him being present. And when he comes in, when he walks into the room, and when, when, when does he show up when he's wanted? When, he's, when, he, when people worship and when they welcome him, he will show up in that place. His presence will come in the room. And it's those who are hungry for him that he'll fill with his spirit. And he, we see this over and over and over. And when he does it, he changes everything. Like, man, everything in our life will shift. And this is what's cool. I love Acts. We may do a series on Acts after Jehovah. I'm praying about it. Y'all pray for me. I want to make sure I'm in tune. But, but Acts chapter 4, verse 13 says this. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, they, they listen, it, it didn't just change everything. It changed everyone who encountered him. And it says, now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men. First of all, that does not mean like they quit school, got kicked out, and didn't have an education or whatever. They were trying to say they didn't have the formal religious, spiritual education that some of those in the room had. Amen. They had an education. They wasn't just hearing the word. They had been walking with the word for the last three years, and they had been encountering an education and seeing for themselves what God could do, and it changed everything about them, and it changed their heart and life too because this is what it says out of the school. It says, and they perceived their uneducated and untrained men. They marveled, and they realized that they had been with Jesus. Man, I want them to look at us and say, man, them guys have been with Jesus. They have been in the presence of Jehovah. They have been with the Lord. They have spent time with Him, and it shows in their life. And I'm telling you, and I'm speaking from experience, I can talk and give stories in my own life, man, about when I have spent time with Him, the difference that it makes in my life and the difference that it makes when I don't. Amen. But, man, what He can do when we go after His presence, and this is where His presence dwells with all those, again, who welcome and want Him in their life. Because this is the truth. This is the reality of Scripture. It's the reality of life. That we see this omnipresent God. This God who is like, who will never leave us alone. Who can again be every place. We see him remove his presence from places that is not wanted. Now again, it's, 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 it's where again we look at Scripture. When we see these stories that man, these are places where again people will get prideful. People begin to begin to think stuff like, man, this happened because of them instead of him. Amen. Like that, that's why it showed up or whatever. And so we see stories in Scripture that go back all the way. Look at 1 Samuel chapter 4 where we see things like where the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord, the very thing that represented the raw presence, the presence of, the, of God himself, the glory of the Lord in that Ark of the Covenant. Because, again, they find themselves in a place where they think they can do it on their own, that they don't need him. And they don't realize, man, it changed when you came. And, man, if you don't cultivate the presence of the Lord, he knows where he's not wanted. 
It's Bible, so don't get mad at me because it says this in chapter 4, verse 22 of Samuel. And it says this. This is after the ark of the Lord had been captured by the Philistines. It says, and she said, the glory has departed from Israel for the ark of God has been captured. You can look at stories and you see guys that, like Samson, man, who God had once used in radical ways, man, who destroyed entire armies. Again, not because of Samson, because of the glory that would come upon Samson, because of the spirit that would rest upon him. And then, man, when, the, when God would show up, miraculous things would happen. And, man, God would do things, man, that were impossible by humans. And that's what I want to see God do. I want what God's going to do at Faith or New Church to be impossible by humans, be impossible by us. That it's only his presence, it's only Shema, it's only because he's there. That's why God does what he does at that place, because he's there. But Samson did this. He found himself thinking like, man, I can live however, do whatever, man. And man, he's just always going to be there. Now listen, is he? Yeah. But is he going to stay in a place where he's not wanted? No. And it's tragic, it hurts, and when you read passages like this, and again, we see the grace of God show up in Samson's life. And again, he'll do this for us, but Samson found himself not even realizing that the glory had departed from him. And so he began to open up doors, he began to play with the enemy, he let Delilah come in, began to play with Delilah, and he began to let all kind of things happen in his life that opened up the door to the enemy, and he thought he could do this, go ahead and live, do whatever, however, because, well, wait a minute, he's Shammah, right? The Bible says this in Judges 16, 20. It says that, and she said, the Philistines are upon you, Samson. So he awoke from his sleep and said, I will go out as before. At other times, shake myself free. But he did not know that the Lord had departed from him. Wow, is it because God wasn't gracious? No. God wasn't needed anymore. Samson thought he could do it on his strength. Listen, may we never think that way. May our minds never go there. May our hearts never entertain the thought that we can see anything that God wants to do in this place happen without him. Amen. It only happens when his presence. And so, again, may we find ourselves like Isaiah where he said this in 55, 6. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. So he's present, but what does he want us to do? Seek him. Be seekers of him. What does he want us to do? Call out to him. Cry out to him. And I'm talking about a continual work that God does because this is what I believe. I believe fully with everything within me. There's more that God has for you. There's more that God has for this church. There's more things that God wants to release into our life and our heart. And how does it happen? Because of three. Because this is who the church is. We are people of his presence. Amen. We are people who are, who are, who are hungry for the presence of God. Why do we see God do what he's doing? We want that. And this is the truth. It's reality. Those that don't, don't see it. Why? He was there. But they missed it. 
He was there. He was present. He was available, but they missed it. And today, what kind of church? We're people of his presence. And, man, it just, it, it just, oh, man, it just fills my heart when I see the hunger that God is filling in this room, that he is, he is birthing here of people who desire more of him, who want more of his presence in their life because we see the difference, what happens when we don't have him, and we see what happens when we do. And so, again, man, we're going after him, and we're pursuing the heart of God. That's what we're going to go after as a church. We're going to continue to go more after what he has because here's the truth. And I believe this. Well, I believe we're doing better at getting plans in place. There are things that, man, God is going to be doing, and we're excited about the future and the plans that we have and the plans that we want to see God do. We have some of the greatest programs, and I believe some of the greatest ministries, and some greatest th- I'm telling you, I don't think there's anything. we got some of the greatest. I mean, it's just amazing. And I, I mean, I'm, not, I'm bragging on you today because God is good, and he is using you guys in a great and a mighty way, and it is amazing. But our plans and our programs can never replace his presence. And so, again, I don't care how great we do, how well things are structured. If we don't have the presence of God in this place, we have nothing. But he's here today. He's with us. He is here. He is Shema, who was in this house and who was after us. And this is what we're hearing. And I'm, I'm telling you, as a pastor, like, man, oh, I mean, it just, my heart sometimes just leaps and it just gets so excited because this is what I'm hearing. Like I, and these are stories that happens in this place. Like people who have come and I meet them for the very first time. I say, hey, how did you hear about Faith Renewed Church? It, when you came here, I've probably asked you that question. I love some of the responses. Sometimes, hey, it's found it on social media. Praise God. It's awesome. I believe God used Google. Amen. He can use it anything, man. I love it. Love it when somebody says, hey, man, a friend of mine invited me. They, they asked me to come tell me what God was doing here. Awesome. You know, I've heard things like, man, you know, I was just driving down the road. And I felt the presence of God as I would come down the road. I passed the parking lot, and I had to turn around, come back. wasn't coming here today, but God brought me here and drew me to this place. How does that happen? People who want His presence. People who desire Him, who want Him in their life, who are hungry for Him, who are thirsty for Him, who want the presence of God. And I love it. And it's happening. It's contagious. If you hang around here, get ready. Amen. If this ain't you yet, keep coming. Keep going after Him. Keep watching to see what God will do. He'll show up in your life and turn your situation around the way He's done it for them. I'm telling you, some of you are wondering, why some of them people praising like they were praising? Lost, now found. Amen. Without him, now they have him in their life. Shema showed up in their situation and turned everything around. Amen. And it's happening. We're seeing it. And I love it. We, Miss Yolanda, I don't know if she's in here today. Is she in this? Oh, man, I love this woman of God right here. I, I love it. I love, and man, I just, last week, it was so cool, man. It was, she come up to me. I don't know if you remember even saying this. She come up to me, and it was just like, I mean, I could sense it. When she was just speaking, she just looked at me, and she said, PT, he's here. I about just, I mean, just, yeah, he is. And, man, and, and, and how do you encounter that? How do you experience that? Become people of his presence. 
People say, God, I got to have you more than I have anything else. I want you above every situation. And, man, when we realize this, when we see it, and, that, man, what we're going after, again, I love everything in place. Some of you got brought here to be a part of the program, to be a part of the plan, but also to be a part of experiencing the presence of God and that radically transforming your life. And I love it because we push this. Last week I was talking about, man, I want you to be a part, and God created you for a purpose with a purpose, on purpose. But one of those purposes is this, to have communion with Him. To just have fellowship with Him and to just have relationship with the Lord who is there. And may we never become the church. A.W. Tozer, who uh, he, he said this, he said, if the Holy Spirit was withdrawn from the church today, 95% of what we do would go on and no one would know the difference. He said, if the Holy Spirit had been withdrawn from the New Testament church, 95% of what they did was stop. And everyone would know the difference. I want the difference to be in this place. He's there. PT, he's here. He's in this house. He's in this place. I mean, I want to have a heart like Moses' heart had when he said this. He says, I don't want to go one step without you. But I'm excited about the future, excited about the next steps. But in Exodus 33, he recognized this. Verse 15, he said, then he said to him, speaking to God, if your presence does not go with us, do not bring us up from here. There's things I've been praying for that we'll see God do and open up doors for land and, and buildings and so we can keep growing, keep reading. There's a whole lot of people that need Jesus. Amen. You know a lot of people, and I'm just going to not judge them, but just say who are going to hell and need the Savior and need to encounter Jesus. And listen, man, he's, I believe he's going to open up doors. But you know what I don't want? I don't want one door open if he doesn't go. And I want him to go with us, him to be with us. And he understood this. He said, do not bring us up from here. For how then will it be known that your people and I have found grace in your sight except you go with us? We're people of his presence. So we shall be people separate, your people and I, from all the people who are upon the face of the earth. Listen, if his glory doesn't come and his glory doesn't go with us, I don't want it. But what I love about this house People have tasted and they've seen that it's good. Amen. And so they're hungry. They're going after him. And David said things in Scripture. And when David spoke stuff in Scripture, man, and when I read passages back when I had a more of a legalistic mindset, when I read stuff like, man, David has a, has a heart. He's a man after God's own heart. And I'm like, David, bro? David did some crazy stuff. How did he get that title? Because David did this. He recognized he needed the presence of God. And when he got away from it, he knew. When he walked away again, why did he, why? Because of David. And he says it this way and in a prayer. And it was a prayer of repentance in Psalm 51. And I prayed it. Maybe, maybe it can be your prayer today. Verse 11 says, Do not cast me away from your presence. Do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Man, I want him. Is anybody else hungry for his presence this morning? Anybody else want the presence of the Lord in their heart and life? And I love what it brings. And there's so many. I, 
I had several points in this. And I, I, was, I had to went back and had to do some editing last night and take stuff out because I was like, man, this is going to be an hour and a half message. I ain't going to do that to y'all. And, uh, and I was like, wow. I, I, but I was like, man, how do I just kind of like summarize this thing? It's in Psalm 16. It's in verse 11. And it's a beautiful passage where he said this. He said, you will show me the path of life. Because it's in your presence is fullness of joy. He said, at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Man, I'm so thankful for the presence of the Lord. I'm so thankful for you. I, I love, again, testimonies and stories that we hear. I have good friends. I have good friends who are parts of other churches. Again, the they're there because, again, their, their parents were there, grandparents were there, and they're like, man, this is, I can't go anywhere, bro. I'm like, I understand. But this is what they do. They're like, actually, they invite others to come to Faith Renewed Church all the time. And they're like, man, I'm like, that's so cool. Why? They said, man, because I know God's going to be there. Why? Because we're people of His presence. We see this Him, and we need Him more than anything. And I want to invite you, if you would, to stand with me, please, and and once you stand, I, I want you to take a moment, if you would, to just bow your heads and just close your eyes. And again, what's the Holy Spirit saying to you this morning? What's God speaking to your heart? Well, there are places today that you need to open up and just welcome the presence of Jehovah to come in your life. Are there areas today that you need to say, God, come. Holy Spirit, come. Jehovah, step onto the scene. And when he does, I promise everything changes. And how present will he be in your life to the degree that you hunger for him, to the place that you desire him? He won't be where he's not wanted. He's not going to force himself upon anyone today. But man, if people who are hungry for him will encounter him. And just as heads are bowed and eyes are closed, the first thing that I want you to experience, it's so important that you get this this morning, that you see, man, I need the presence of God in my life. I need to receive today and recognize that when he comes in, everything will change. And what I'm talking about right now is I'm talking about your eternal existence changing because the presence of God shows up in your life. It's called salvation. And so today, this is what Christ did for you. He came for your salvation. He gave his life for you. And today, those who put faith and hope in him will receive today the presence of the Lord in their life and be forever changed. Everything will shift in a moment. And so if that's you, if there's anyone here, anyone watching at home, you've joined us on online this morning. The Spirit of God is drawing you to Him right now. And you need the presence of God to show up in your situation. You need Him to show up in your life. Maybe right now you, you've walked away. Maybe it's been a long time since you have, have been with Christ and you like want to recommit today everything to Him. But just as heads are bowed, eyes are closed, if there's anyone today that I'm speaking to, I just want to pray with you right now. And I don't want anyone to miss this moment right now. I don't want you to miss it. The presence of God is here. He's drawing you to Him. And He wants to change everything in your life. If that's you, just right where you're standing, I want to pray with you. But I want to know if there's anyone I need to pray with right now. If that's you, just lift your hand up real high to heaven. Yeah, God bless you. Yeah. Come on, God bless you. Who else? Just lift up your hand. We'll just say, man, I want the presence of God in my life. I need salvation. I need the grace of God. I need His help. I've strayed. I've walked. But I need Him. God bless you. Yeah, who else? There's several hands. Come on, praise God. It's just the presence of Jehovah. He's going to come in. He's going to change everything in your life. 
Come on, if there's anyone else right now, maybe the Spirit of God speaking to your heart, drawing you to Him. Just, just, just do this. Say, God, I call on you. God, I cry out to you. Lord, I come to you today. Take not your presence away, God, but come into my life. Change everything in me, Lord. I believe today that what Jesus did upon the cross was for me. Come on, I put my faith and my hope and my trust in what Jesus did for me. I believe he resurrected. I believe he's alive today. I believe he's going to come again. And I receive you now, your presence in my life. You, Jehovah, becoming real to me. And I receive you now by faith in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Can we just celebrate with heaven right now? Come on, what God is doing. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We want to help you take next steps, not stop there. You can do it today by finding one of us. We're getting ready to have a prayer team come. And we're getting ready to spend time with the Lord. And I'm telling you, we're not in a hurry. We got done on time. You're good, all right? Come on, I don't want you to miss what God's going to do during this next few moments. But I just, I asked the team, I pulled something way out of the vault today. And if some of y'all have been in church a while, you know what we're we're about to sing something. It is a beautiful, simple chorus. It's called The Presence of Jehovah. And if you know this song, I just want you to take these next few moments and just begin to release and sing that over this house that the presence of God will come and that Jehovah will come into your situation. And when he does, watch what happens. Watch what will change. Watch what will turn around. And so this morning, as we're singing that today, this is what I want us to do, man. Just be people of His presence. To just cry out for more and hunger for more. And if that's you this morning, as they begin to sing, I want you this morning to just come and just find you a place. If you want more of the presence of God in your life, if you just want to just say, God, I want you all that you have today in my life. I want you just to come and find you a place. And if you know this song, just begin to, let's just sing this and declare this over this house this morning. God Almighty. Come on, that's so good. Yeah. Yeah, As a prayer team comes, if you need prayer, these guys will pray with you. Troubles. That's what's going to happen right now. Hearts are mended. In the presence. In the presence of the King. Come on, just declare that again over this place, guys. In the presence of Jehovah. Come on, just keep coming. That's you. You say, I want more of his presence. For the manifest glory of his presence in my life. Just come find you a place. Get with God. Just say, Holy Spirit, come. Shema, come. Dwell here. Troubles vanish. Hearts are
Thank you again for listening to this message. We hope it's been a source of encouragement for you today. If you need prayer or a lot to support this ministry through giving, stop by faithrenewed.org.